And we're back. So good to see you. Good morning. Welcome back to Dick Pills and Coffee. I'm Kate Mulligan, and I'm going to suck you off and keep you awake. SCN Afterlife. I am Jay Wade. Holy shit, fuck Batman. If we got one today. That's right, guys. We're now on episode number 44 of this SCN Live After Show. And joining me now, full-time co-host here on the show, Dean Lewis. How you doing, buddy? Welcome Dean back. Dean Lewis, I'm here after some minor technical difficulties. We'll chalk it down to the sophomore slump. Welcome to Dick Pills and Coffee. Hell yeah, where we're gonna suck you off and keep you awake. Uh, yeah, I him. Which sounds weird to say, uh, but you know. Oh man, I, I hope they're watching the shows first. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, how you doing, man? How you been doing since Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Uneventful quarantine keeps things pretty shamey, so it's pretty bland to to tell people how I am, which is why probably mental health is so difficult in these times because people ask how you are, just like, well, I'm just the same as always, fucking yesterday. So. You know, I mean, I, some people might have different things going on, but it's pretty, you know, formulaic for the most part. You know, a cook, a clean, myself, unlike Winston. Um, yes. <laughs> other than well, that, I, I'm, I'm kind of on Winston's side on that one. Uh, we'll get I into that a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm with Winston a little bit. Uh, well, a lot, actually. Maybe yeah. more than Winston is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway. I was not showering before it was cool. I hope none of the Tinder <laughs> folks are the, are watching this. Otherwise, I'm not getting any swipes right. Uh, but um, Tinder's <laughs> dead with this COVID thing. Dude, I assumed when COVID started, I assumed that Tinder would be dead. You know, because I'm like, because they got this whole social distance thing. So, of course, you're not going to meet up and 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 hook up with a stranger. But, yeah. I mean, divorce has been on the rise, which would make me think. And and, and so is uh, adultery. So, it's like, wow, I it had the so. effect. I mean, I didn't think, yeah, same as you. I thought Tinder would take a dive. But, hell, if you can play basketball with six other sweaty dudes or 12, if, you know then you can get some one-on-one Tinder action going on for sure. I so, agree. I agree. You know, power so, through them. Yeah, so Not swipe me, right on me, ladies, on the Tinder. Right, right. Um, we'll I'm shower on request. <laughs> I'm not even on the well. You actually, have to specify it like Winston with the cheeseburgers. If with the yeah. cheese, <laughs> if you don't request that he showers, he might not. But if you don't, he might. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And yes, speaking of the man, Winston Marshall, uh, he was at the helm Thursday uh, with Brett, Kate, hey, Ben, and uh, RB3. And first off, before we get into anything, dude, what was up with Brett's shirt? But I don't mean that in a bad way because I I have tons of shirts like that, too. Okay, I'm a big proponent of, you know, it shouldn't really matter what we wear in the grand scheme of the universe. You know, who gives a fuck what you look like? But I mean, I know Brett's like an alternative fan and you can't help but wonder if he was um, channeling Trent Reznor or something. At first I was thinking, is he like cosplaying the crow? You know, he forgot the makeup today. But yeah, it was a bit weird. Like, he did he wear that just to get a talking point? 
Like, you don't just randomly <laughs> wear that. Like, he's well, got a nice-looking house. Know, I don't believe that's his like only that shirt. I got shirts like that, that, that too. Like, uh, I won't wear them out in public because they got holes in them like that. But for example, I've got a Pearl Jam shirt that I got that, well, I didn't get, my brothers got it for me at a Pearl Jam concert. I was like 15 years old and my brothers, I'm the youngest of three and my brothers are seven and nine years older than me. So they went to Pearl Jam and got me a t-shirt. I've had that shirt for a very long time, over 20 years. And it has like a, you know, like this has kind of a rectangle shape on it. Like half of that rectangle <laughs> shape is torn out and hangs down, but I still wear it. <laughs> yeah, like a bending machine. I don't wait so my Club. stomach hangs out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I like my T-shirts. Uh, I, I have great shirts or no shirt. That's how I like to roll. Ten points if you can guess what movie this is from, actually. You, you don't have to answer right now. I'm going to keep thinking about it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I keep all my old shirts, even the ones I won't I can't fit in anymore. It's just it's a nostalgia thing. I when I was yeah. in a teenager and 20s, all I ever wore were concert t-shirts. And you mentioned yeah, I've got one I've got one holy shirt, but I wouldn't exactly. wear it on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to wear those on camera either. No. But if you're Brett, uh, you can do that. It's fine. We're yeah. not Brett. Now, as a man, I think you would probably agree that men tend to also have or, or keep holy boxers and underwear, too. I don't know yeah. why that is, but just it's like, hey, man, it's comfortable. Yeah, half of my wang hangs out sometimes when I saw yeah, this angle. I had, I had a little purge not, not long ago, actually. I was like, oh, man, some of these holy ones, they, they just got to go. And then I was like, I've got enough now that I, I can let them go. You know, I felt comfortable. I got rid of them within a week. I'm like, where's all my underwear gone? So, <laughs> you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that shirt had some damage on it, man. That was great. That was yeah, great. Yeah, one holy shirt, one holy shirt, and that's enough for me. I can't stand I can't stand it. Like, because I don't wear it. I don't display it. It's just kind of like the Schrodinger's cat of shirts. Like, it, it exists, but it doesn't. You know, and it's also kind of like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? It's like, man, look at how much I wore that shirt. Look at how good this concert was. Like this hole, yeah. I remember this hole was a cigarette burn from when I was hooking up with that chick at that fucking Grateful Dead concert, and I had too many hits of acid, yeah. and you know, just all the stories you can. I, I never took acid in a Grateful Dead concert, though. Let me get that out right no. now. Me uh, neither. Let me say again, Nobody I invited me. Thanks again, guys. At a Grateful Dead concert. So I just want to put that out there. One more time, just for shits Don't and giggles. Comment. I never took acid at a Grateful Dead concert. Um <laughs> but uh the other concert is fair game. Yeah, yeah. And dude movies too. Getting into some movies here before I get way off track, which I tend to do sometimes. Um uh, movies on acid is fun too, but anyway, we're not going to get into that. That is no, a lot brownies, which I definitely um, uh, it seems Sony, uh, which I don't blame them, it seems they probably want to do some more uh collaborations and crossovers with MCU. Um, and then the big yeah, stories, with, go ahead and we'll mix in the Jamie Foxx uh electro yeah. story from today with this so. But you're, you, we talked earlier, you're the big Spider-Man guy. I'm not real big on the Spider-Man. Yeah. 
I mean, it's weird because you said two conflicting things there. You say that Sony want to work more with the MCU, but then also they're bringing in Jamie Foxx, who's not from the current iteration, obviously, and he's not, you know, he's not tied to Mark, the, the MCU. He's not tied to the current Sony Spider-Man. It just seems like the weirdest choice possible. He's from arguably the most hated Spider-Man movie. And if you want to do a multiverse thing, which it seems that everyone is doing, you, surely you could have had your pick from any of the um, Spider-Man villains. Like They could have Molina as Doc Ock. They could have brought in Willem Dafoe. People love Willem Dafoe, you know. Um, so it's like, if you're going to do a multiverse thing, why... And they said it on the show as well, like, he's probably the biggest star to have played a Spider-Man villain. He's probably the most expensive one. So, of all the people to bring back, as opposed to just casting somebody else as an Electro, or, you know, I don't think Alfred Molina is doing much at the moment. You know, William Dafoe does, like, one tiny movie a year. So, yeah. it just seems like it's such an odd choice. But, you know, I kind of agree with what... um. RB3, I think, and Sabrina said, you know, they loved those versions of the characters. They didn't get served in the movies that they were in. If you're going to be doing multiverse stuff anyway, why not bring them in? I mean, I, I think the coming weeks will tell. We'll hear, if we if we start hearing rumours of other, like, past Spider-Man actors popping up, then we can probably assume that they're going to do what DC's doing with The Flash. But then I don't just want everyone to just start going, oh, well, we've done a crossover. Let's do multiverse crossovers, you know, and then everyone does that. And it's just like, you yeah. know, we're coming back where we started, really, in the early 2000s, where everyone's just doing land copies of each other and nobody wants that. Yeah. You got any preference if you're not a Spider-Man fan or do you like that version? Um, My favourite, well... I've seen the Tobey Maguire ones, and I've seen the the MCU ones with Tom Holland. Yeah. I've not seen any of the Amazing Spider-Mans with uh, Garfield. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I can't say anything about those. So, and I don't know. I am, and always have been aware that Jamie Foxx uh, was in that movie as Electro, but I'd never yeah. seen it, so I don't know what to base anything on. So yeah. to, to me, my, so for not having seen it. My questions are, how is this going to tie into the MCU? Is it going to tie into the MCU? Are they then going to make Venom a part of the... I just, but I don't know anything about all the storylines and the characters. It, it definitely speaks to like more, like something more going on if they're doing this. Because like I say, Electro is like the least fan favorite kind of thing you could do with the franchise, especially that version. So you've got to assume then that if they're going for him, that they are looking to do some kind of live action Spider-Verse type thing. And I know that they've been um, kicking around Sinister Six, they've been trying to get off the ground for a long time. So I'm thinking maybe they kind of like mix the two and maybe they're going to do a version of the Sinister Six where instead of just six of Spider-Man's villains teaming up, it's six Spider-Man villains from different, you know, from across the multiverse and maybe they're all thrown in together through some cosmic anomaly or something and now they find themselves in our mcu spider-man's universe and you know they all gravitate towards spider-man because they've all got history with different versions it kind of sounds cool but it just seems like such a left field choice to go with the third spider-man 
But then again, people are saying that The Flash is kind of rushing to it, doing that kind of big crossover thing in their first movie. So I guess, you know, it's kind of conflicting preferences in a way. They just, it feels reactionary if that's what they're doing. But, you know, there could be some cool stuff, like say with Venom or Morbius, they don't seem to specifically be tied to any one particular universe as of yet. So I don't see why you would need to do a multiverse story to bring them in because you haven't explicitly stated that they're not. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of extra hoops to go through to, to bring back one unpopular villain from, from the least popular Spider-Man movie. So maybe they just like Jamie Foxx's take and they just want to have him play the character and it's not actually tied to a multiverse. It's just you know, I just have like what they've done with J. Jonah Jameson in the Tom Holland movies, but it's not that version from the, the Maguire movies. It's just right. happened to be a good actor playing a character and that people like with, but then people didn't like it. So it seems weird to me. I'm really interested to see how that shapes up. And I kind of just agree with, which I think is generally the consensus for the one on the show yesterday and today when when they were talking about that yeah yeah i just I, i'm still wanting to know if uh if they're going to try to cross over with venom in the mcu somehow i'm in um, the minority i loved venom i think I, venom is great it, it took me a long time to finally watch that i watched it a couple months ago i was yeah. extremely surprised with how much i mm-hmm. liked it. Um, yeah i had a weird I, journey with it it yeah. was fun but I hated it when I first saw it. And then like the more, like I saw it when it came out in theaters and I really didn't like it at first, but over the coming days and weeks, it just kept, I just kept replaying it and picking it apart in my head. And it stayed with me, you know, a lot heavier than, you know, some quote unquote better movies have, you know, in recent years. And the more I thought about it, the more, and the more I appreciate it, it's kind of like a, it was a throwback to, the older comic book movies in the same way that Venom in the 90s was like a throwback to like the dark 80s monster stuff that was going on, you know, in comics at that time. So, yeah, I like Venom, but I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him interact with um, Tom Holland, but they didn't need to do multiverse to, to tie that in necessarily. It just seems like extra steps. Yeah, I, I always kind of assumed that they would just have Tom Holland do a cameo in Venom 2 or something like that. They shot one. They they Apparently they shot one. But, um, well, apparently, I say apparently, um, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed that they shot a Tom Holland cameo and they just didn't make it in the movie. Um, mm. But we got Venom 2 coming next year. So whether we get any clues from that or if we'll get some more casting announcements for something else sooner. I don't know. Uh, yeah, see. it'll be. I'm, I want to find out more about it. I'm interested to see what direction they're going to go with it. For it's sure, it's definitely intriguing. And if that's the goal to get people ears perked up, then it's worked. But you know, you could have done yeah. the same job with something a bit more obvious. But we'll see what they do. I guess. Yep. Yep, and and uh, something else that perked up for me, and that is not going where you guys thought it was going. I'm not going there. Um, the the Borat two trailer they talked about. Now, I I have seen Borat one, the first one. Borat. Yeah. It was it was very funny, very clever. I enjoyed it. Now yeah. then they were talking about this one, and 
I'm like, kind of like, dude, this is going to be terrible. It's going to look terrible. It just, it's overplayed. You know how, it, like they brought it. He's so recognizable. But then yeah, I watched that's the trailer. My concern. Yeah. I haven't watched the trailer, by the way. I kind of, because I'm so concerned and intrigued as to how and what they're doing with him, I'm assuming there's a cool angle and they found a way to bring him back. So because of that, I just, I didn't watch the trailer. I just want to go in not knowing what the hell we've got planned. All right. I won't spoil anything from the trailer then for you, but uh, definitely peaked my ears. It peaked my ears. My ears perked up like a fucking dog on the scent of uh, of a really, really good looking female dog. You know what I mean? Everyone Um, seems to be be pretty wasty. I'm about dogs. Because my oh, dog, dude, I'm uh, well, I, I went, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to do one of those where I get off track for a minute, but this oh. just back in my head talking about dogs. Um, I went down to my friend's house last night and they've got a poodle and a little like chihuahua kind of, it's a mix between a chihuahua and something else, but like, it's, it's like that fucking big, you know, it's like chihuahua size. Yeah. So the chihuahua is male and the poodle is female so I will just let all you guys imagine the visionary of how funny it is to watch the little guy try to get on the big the the poodle. It's oh, man. extremely funny. I blame that on the media for the oversexualization of the poodle breed because your poodle is always the most attractive dog in any dog movie. Any movie, oh. they stereotype the shit out of poodles in everything. I think they're like, so fucking ugly, dude. And I also I my first. Faces, I hate their fucking boodle, dude. That they have, I hate yeah. that fucking dog. I've told I that dog to its face. I've looked <laughs> at it and pointed at it, and I've been like, Georgia, I fucking hate you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I hate you, Georgia. <laughs> if Georgia, if you're watching, just just call it a laugh and move on. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, uh, but yes, that that Borat two trailer, it got me watching the trailer piqued my interest for sure and yeah. it swayed me toward the side of i'm definitely interested in watching that speaking uh, of things you find attractive we're talking about ben and kate because kate is all about the ben goddard she loves it yes she does She absolutely loves him and i'm not saying that she shouldn't i just it was just an observation that i made she's always the first to really build him up obviously he's on her faction um in the showdown but i think it seems like it goes deeper than that. I think. I think she really got. If it's like those motherly instincts kicking in, but she really got Ben's back. You know, in a way that's motherly, but slightly possibly thirsty at the same time. It's not weird. It's quite endearing. I don't know if, if you've got any thoughts on that, or if, if it's just me picking up on that. Maybe I'm looking for something that's not there. But I don't know. I really get some wholesome vibes out of that for some reason. No, you're right. Um, I get those vibes too. Uh, something I will comment on though, concerning Ben that I've noticed, and I don't know why it's taken me this long, but this week I've noticed it that, um, he, and we talked a little bit about it on Wednesday, how his role is more kind of reserved to reading through and keeping everything yeah, organized yeah. on track. And we don't get to hear much from him personally, his opinions and stuff. But this last week, um, he's Okay. I've noticed that when Christian is not on the show, Ben is a fucking madman. I mean, like, <laughs> he picks it up to, like, yeah. crazy man level. And I really, 
really am starting to enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Like, we've, he, we've helped from Kate. I think Kate definitely encourages it. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. So that's a really good pairing that, that, that I think is kind of unsung a little bit, you know. Maybe because it's wholesome, it's so much easier to talk about like Roxy and Ben, you know, when it's like this antagonistic relationship. People don't, it doesn't make a good headline or a good conversation to some people to talk about things that are just a bit more, you know, weirdly positive, you know, yeah. less yeah. emphasis on the weirdly, but a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and weirdly, uh, I, I must say that not in a sexual or romantic way, Winston. Buddy. Exactly. You're looking good with your with shaved down and stuff, baby face. Oh man, yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, yeah. he, he did a couple of shows a little while ago where he come on like shirtless and stuff. I think yeah. for Schmodown yeah. managing and stuff. He's done the shirtless. Yeah, man, he, watch out if he does the shirtless and the shaven at the same time. He could cause some real damage to the panties worldwide. To be quite honest, yeah. Drip yeah. indeed, Winston. Drip, drip. Yeah, shit, man. Might even, you know, whew, might have to fan <laughs> me off, man. He keeps that shit up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and they just, they just, the, I don't know. They get along so fucking well, man. And, and yeah. some of them just met each other like a year ago, you know, yeah, but it's Winston like really, slotted in perfectly and even more so lately as a host he's only done it a handful of times but it really just feels natural whereas you know Roker's hosted a lot more and it feels like Roker's more trying to post SEN as opposed to just hosting SEN um if that makes sense um like Roker very much feels like he's like just hitting the numbers sometimes you know and he's great at hosting the show but um, I'm not taking a dig at Win um, at Roker as much as I'm trying to like compliment Winston, whereas I feel like just much more naturally just right. started in. You know, he's not overly, he's not taking over the show. He's not, you know, under doing it. He's just yep. good job, good job, Winston. Love Winston. Yeah, completely. That, I was going to say now that Roker's up living it up in San Diego. You know, if they get back to in-studio shows, you know, maybe we'll see more of Winston hosting. So, yeah. who knows? Hell yeah. And and rolling right along with Winston. Um, funny yesterday. Um, Winston, we found out Winston watches movies with a girl who is not his girlfriend. Um, yeah. And Kate wanted to know how that works out. And uh, because she wants to watch movies with Brett uh, without without Dickie. So, yeah, I was wondering about this. Is this a cultural thing? And maybe it's just like where all the, you know, these guys are, and girls are watching movies and they're in LA and they're reviewing and they're all in the same circles that it kind of seems more normalized for them to go and see movies. Whereas, I don't know about you, but to me, any relationship that I've been in, it would be considered to be like, are you sure you want to go and do that? You know, you, you'd, I'd definitely think two or three times before just casually announcing that I'm going to see a movie with, with, with a woman that isn't my current partner. You got any difference on that where you are? Uh, I don't, I mean, my personal view is that I don't, I don't look at that, uh, 
like male female friendships can't happen kind of thing like my the majority of my friends my entire life and still today have always been female and none of them have ever gone past friends it has just been we get along we we interact well we have a lot in common and we like hanging out and talking so but but there is that uh, there, there is still that attitude from a lot of men where it's like, you know, that's, that's my girlfriend, that's my wife. And, you yeah. know, you're not going to hang out with her stuff like that. Where it's, I don't really look at it like that. I, I look at it like, we're like, yeah. yeah, you're my partner and we're in a mutual relationship and, and we have us together. And then we have yeah. outside friends and interests other than that. I mean, just because you're with someone doesn't mean you have to spend all your no. time but yeah, it, I agree. I agree. Comfortable with those people that they're hanging out yeah. with, you know, yeah. like Winston said, Kristen, his girlfriend is uh mutual friends. So, you know, I've had groups like that where I would get, off, I used to work third shift and I would get off of work and I would go to my friend's house, a married couple who were friends. And he would be going to work as I was getting off work. I go to his house and uh, he and he and his wife would sit there and watch movies yeah. and hang out and shit for a couple hours. Completely yeah. platonic, you know. So there are, but I'm now like I will say if it's an ex or someone she's dated or someone she has yeah. mentioned she it's has had an like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, but I'm not cool with that. No, but. you're bound to feel that. I think I think that's more majority probably guys that are more inclined to feel that way. You know, women are more as a general rule, seem to be more, you know, can do that platonic thing, whereas guys are always looking, you know, to read into it, maybe. Right. And, and, you know, that's just a stereotype. Oh, that's not, you know, I'm not, not making any blanket statements. I mean, for me personally, um, if I'm single, I'll go and see movies with a friend or a group of friends, sometimes guys, sometimes women, whatever, it's fine. If I'm in a relationship, I'm more just generally more inclined to go and see movies with the person that I'm in a relationship with by proxy of that's the person that I'm with more of the time. I'm more likely to go and see a movie with that person. And I, you know, I've never really had the issue where it's, you know, specific to, you know, any gender or anything yeah. like that. It's just, you know, I wouldn't want to go and see a movie without my partner because who am I going to, who am I going to talk to about the movie when I get home if I didn't see it with her, you know? As opposed to going with my friend who's got a rush back to their house and I've got a rush back to mine and then we both got nobody to talk to about the movie with. You know, that's no fun. Yeah. And and to be fair to Winston and put context to it, he did say that, you know, it's a situation where uh, it costs so much to do one load of laundry, but this friend has laundry, uh, has a washer and dryer at their house. So he goes every couple times, two times a month and watches a movie with her while he does his laundry. So it's not like they're like, hey, you want to watch a movie today? You know, it's not. They're they're working out financial benefits as as opposed to just any other kind of benefits. And that's all right. If it's okay for Trump to cut financial corners, Winston is allowed to go see a movie while he does his fucking laundry. And I'm down with that. I agree. I agree. Hell yeah. Um, Now, are are you a big Adam Sandler fan? How do you feel about Adam Sandler? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like some of the 90s 
like the late nineties, early two thousand stuff. I have a big part of my heart dedicated to um, anger management because I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan. I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, um, but he generally does make more shit than he makes good stuff. So, you know, that's where I stand. I'm not, I'm that's not fully invested in the whole notion of this. Is this movie intentionally bad because he didn't win the Oscar conversation? You know. I love Kater's um, Adam Sandler. That was um, yeah spontaneous and surprisingly good for how kind of like lo-fi of a Adam Sandler impression it was, but it, it seemed to really work somehow. Um, he's been killing it lately and nobody's asking for them. What? Why is nobody in for, you know, Kater's Adam Sandler or Robert De Niro, you know? Al Pacino. At, like, just Kate doing trying to do anyone is great you know i'd much rather watch kate fail an impression than than see like roxy's yoda or whatever you know <laughs> not that i don't you know that's entertaining in yeah. its own too but yeah yeah my my view on sandler has always been that for the most part all of his movies, he's just playing the same character, but with different name and with a different yeah, life situation and plot. Uh, yeah. But that's well, why I love cool. Little Nicky so much, is because yeah. what he does in Little Nicky is so far off from Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison yeah. and, and all that other stuff. But yeah. then I love Spanglish. Um, I really I enjoyed uh, Punch Drunk Love, you know, some of his I haven't series. seen that one either. I saw um, Rain Over Me which I thought was really good, but that seemed to fly under the radar quite a bit. But I thought that was one of his better movies. You know, Don Cheadle in there as well. But that was pre-MCU Don Cheadle, so he didn't have anything close to the, you know, that would have that would have made a difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Take him or leave him, really. Um, he's not done so many amazing dramatic movies that I've invested in it, you know, so in him as a as a personality yeah now i uh i don't know i i you said you've not seen uncut gems i would i would recommend it i personally think he was snubbed uh at oscars for that, that yeah from the clips that i've seen yeah i i seems to be the um the case um it's on my netflix list i haven't yeah. haven't got there yet i i've because everyone's told me you know it's pretty dark it's pretty gritty you've got to be in the right mind space for it and you know i guess during quarantine for, for six months plus hasn't been the right mindset to watch yeah what what i presume to be is a very dark movie about a man getting fucked over so <laughs> it, it is very fast paced and it's really yeah. intense like my heart yeah. was racing the whole time yeah it sounds like frank it's but without bad. the action yeah <laughs> it's fun yeah I'll get to it. I'll give my take on Uncut Gems if if it seems relevant, and I'm you know I've seen it at some point. Yeah. Um, um, giving takes. Can I just say something? Go back to Winston. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it was on Thursday. I'm assuming we're about to come over to tonight's or today's show. Sorry, my time difference. Um, but Winston casually dropped that he's seen eight out of the ten, I think, episodes of Watchmen. And then they just move on. Oh, I've been waiting for weeks to hear Winston's take on Watchmen. 
for months. The show's been out a year. And he finally just like, yeah, I watched 80% of it. And then they just carry on. But if we're talking about chicken sandwiches, we get a five-minute deep conversation yeah. on chicken sandwiches. Popeye's Coming chicken sandwiches. I know you fun. love Watchmen. I know you loved it. Of course you loved it. It'd be crazy not to. It's the best thing that we've seen on TV in years. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest before we moved on. That's all right, man. Uh, we'll we'll see what we can do about maybe getting Winston to to get a uh, to give a uh, his review. Yeah, on that. get 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 a um spoiler review up on um Bloods in the Hood or something. You know, if he happens to hear this, you know, oh, I'm, I'm gonna clip it out and uh, tag him. So there you uh, go, Winston. You've been yeah. clipped out. Watch the last two episodes of Watchmen, and then. Go deep on that for us. If you can do it with anything, you can do it with that show for sure. Yeah, we want to see that on next week's SEM Live, uh, Winston. So, yep, definitely tagging him. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. I hadn't even I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, you're right, man. You're right. And I don't mind that it's late. You know, I'm not one of these people that's got to eat up all the reviews as soon as a show drops. You know, don't feel bad if it's a year late on the Watchmen review. I'm there for it. Yep. Yeah, I watched the first... uh, I know I watched the first two episodes. I'm not sure if I watched the third one or not. I I don't know anything about Watchmen, so it's way over my head. I'm so fucking confused, and I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it's for sure. A lot of reviews I saw said that you could watch it without having read the book, and I'm thinking... It's a great, great, great show. But, man, if you haven't read the book, it is hard. I mean, it's a hard thing to watch in some areas anyway. But if you haven't read that book, yeah, I'd definitely read the book. I know that's not the cool thing to say with stuff like this, but read the damn book before you watch that show. And then hey. talk about it, Winston. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, do you like Clerks? The movie Clerks. I, I love Clerks. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. This is Kinky Kelly. Kinky Kelly and the sexy he star. Was born, he was born the year that Clerks 2 came out, and I named her oh, Kinky man. Kelly. What but yeah, she was just like 2007. Clerks 2? Maybe. Somewhere, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Six or seven. I don't know. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, that's my cat, Kinky Kelly. She's down here laying on my foot. I oh, man. To... I hope you haven't got a sexy stud going on. Hey, I'm a sexy stud. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Sorry. Sorry. I can't believe I can't believe I missed the sexy stud. Oh, that's no. all right, man. That's all right. Uh, but, hey, I love it, though, because Winston, sexy studs, Okay, got to bring this up. Winston was looking to share a video today, and he just made an offhand comment. Let me get rid of all this porn. And that's when my, again, my ears perked up, and I'm like, now I want to know what kind of porn he's into. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, uh, Maybe some Dragon Ball Z parody stuff going on. I know. Off the top of my head. But, man, he's he's got so many, he's got a girlfriend. And friends that he goes to see movies with. 
He's got yeah. people queuing up to be with Winston. He doesn't need no pawn. He's fine. I got chicks that I work with. That's all I got. I got chicks that I work with and a cat named Kinky Kelly, and that's all I got to work with, dude. Well, you know, maybe don't introduce the cat on the first day if you have one, or just make, you have to make up like a, a safe watershed name before you break out the Kinky Kelly. Um, but, oh, you know, I don't know how so to do Oh, you bring that, you know, don't, don't bring the cat or mention the cat first date that and then I and then that automatically takes my mind to Tinder and to my <laughs> Tinder profile picture, which is me holding a pet skunk. Um and, and because I, <laughs> now yeah, I feel extremely stupid, but no, I was listening to a a woman on a radio show that I like and she was saying how like you know, profile pictures are important on dating apps and whatnot, and that you want to you want to really accurately represent yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I put up a pic that's a little bit farther away, so that you can see that I'm not I'm not some skinny, sexy stud. I'm a bigger guy. Um, and 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 me holding a pet skunk uh, shows that I'm into animals and and <laughs> I'm not afraid of wild but animals. Don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, um, and this was like uh, first time I'd ever tried any dating app type thing. Um, and then, you know, I, I forget about it for a couple days and then I go back to check it out. I've, I've got like 16 likes and, or, you know, swipe rights or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see who these, who these, uh, these poor sappy women are who have no fucking clue what they're getting into. And, uh, I go to find out who they are and I have to pay like 33 bucks a month to find out who they are. And I'm like, fuck that. That was the last time I logged on. It doesn't matter how good the date is. If you end it by saying, I've got to get home to my skunk and Kinky Kelly. <laughs> It's gone. Say goodbye. Cash that check. That's it. Yeah. Or don't save that check. You're gonna need that for the next day. This one ain't going. Oh It'll be my a great God. time yet. Yeah. So so the takeaways from this are not to put <laughs> in my profile that I have a cat um, named no. Kinky Kelly. Not to uh, definitely don't mention porn or what my porn search engine would look like because that would fucking scare anybody. Um, yeah. and, and just pretty much if I stick with that, you think I'm okay. Yeah. And tell her about Watchmen. Okay. Hey, there we go. <laughs> that That's the takeaway. Watchmen. That's, that's the, the takeaway. takeaway. That's the way. Um, but before we get out of this, out of this day and go to our promo break and then wrap up with today, um, Winston, dude, Thursday was all Winston. Even though he was the host, it was it didn't have to be all Winston. Yeah, but it, he was pretty laid back, but yeah, yeah. But his quarantine bathing schedule, uh, that whole discussion was amazing. And yeah. I'm on Winston's side on this. Like, if I'm going, so like, uh, of course, like I when I'm going, I get home from work. Of course, I'm taking a shower. You know what I mean. But like if yeah. I if I'm on a day off, I'm I'm not taking a fucking shower, dude, until I get back from work on my next work day. My or I'm about to hang out with people. I shower most days. We'll leave it there. That's more than I can promise, and I won't lie. Now, are we talking most days of the week or most days of the year? Most is there a difference? Most most days. 
Well, yeah, you got me on that one. It, my mind was in a different place, but then once the words came out of my mouth, I was like, it's the same fucking thing, man. It might as well. You know, you could divide it up, but the average works out. It's cool. Right, right. Hell yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I and it will. Okay, there's a. Have you ever heard of Barstool Sports? This reminds me. The quarantine no. thing reminds me. Um, there's a site, uh, Barstool Sports, and they have a bunch of different podcasts. But there's a fella there who uh, does one bite pizza reviews, and he'll go to different pizza places. It's one bite, and he'll review the pizza. He's from New York City. Uh, he's like. Saul, it's he reminds me a lot of Saul when he talks no, and how he yeah, talks. Yeah. Uh, um, this guy, he I've been watching his videos that he's been doing since quarantine. He's been doing uh pizza reviews for frozen pizzas at home. I've got to go back to him, man. Hang on. Oh, you're cool. Going to break, guys. Yeah. Hey, on that note, for real though, he's a family man. That's what happens when you're family, man. We're going to go to promo break real quick, and then I will finish up that thought. We'll be right back, guys. I love having somebody else on the show with me again. I miss you, Kalen, but I love having somebody else on the show with me again. We'll be right back. And technical difficulties for the second time, and it took me like, I don't know how long it took me to figure that out. That is not the promo break. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to, yeah, anyway, here we go with the promo break. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-host and beyond the screen, but now here at Real Quick the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Stream. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Stream. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that. But the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, we're back from break, everybody. Yeah, back. Hey, welcome back. Um, and uh, yeah, I, something, uh, one of those shows in there you heard a promo for, Talking Schmodown, that uh, the owner of Merc with a Movie blog does, Josh the Merc Rainer. 
Uh, he's made an announcement about that show, so go check that out on uh, on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. Uh, it was just a couple nights ago. He did. It's not a very long video, so. Uh, but he has announcement about that show, the status of that show. Also, go get that rose. Uh, Sarah and I will be back this coming week with Go Get That Rose. And also, there is a Bachelor Schmodown match that's going on on Twitch. And Sarah and I will be doing a watch-along reaction to that as well. Um, so that show will be coming back. And then, uh, obviously, we got Mandalorian coming up. So at the end of October, guys, our Mandalorian review show will be back with Sean taking the helm on that and uh, whoever else. Taking the helm. Yeah. At there the is. helm. <laughs> helm in the helm. Uh, but, yeah, um, just real quick, uh, I was just saying that that guy, he's worn – He's worn the same pair of sweatpants every day since like quarantine for like six months. And it's just funny with that New York accent and attitude. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to let quarantine scare me into changing fucking pants. Fuck that shit. You know, it's just, Oh man, you know, if that's, if that's where your, um, your personal, you know, self image wants to take you, then that's fine. You know, don't change your pants. Just wear a fucking mask. New Yorkers can get away with it, man. <laughs> uh, but, well, speaking of New Yorkers, that was one of the things they talked about today uh, being Friday where we had Christian and uh, we had Yodi, we had Brett, we had Ben, we had Sabrina, we had RB3. Hi, Ben. Um, and, uh, and Rick Moranis was assaulted in New York City by some uh -huh. fucking asshole. Walking down the street and, yeah, and man. By him, hit him and kept on going, man. Did you see the video by chance? No, I hadn't. I hadn't heard anything about this until I was watching the show. And straight away, I was like, who fucking touched Rick Moranis? I'm yeah. a huge Rick Moranis fan. I just like, what the fuck? How, I mean, you know, how is this man not walking around with 12 armed bodyguards at all times? He is a international treasure. And yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, should he be offended at the guy? That, they must have not known who he was. I mean, you. There's you no way. If you knew who he was, you just wouldn't do it. I have to believe yeah. that in humanity. I don't care if you're left, right, Martian. It doesn't matter. If you know who Rick Moranis is and you see him, don't just just carry on about your day. Let him yeah. carry on. I mean. Yeah. If you're going to well, have any interaction yeah, yeah. with him, I see it as being like, like, dude, Rick Moranis, I love your movies. You know, something along those lines. Get his autograph. Being like, it's, Mick, it's Rick Moranis. I'm going to fucking hit him. That makes no sense. I mean, it's, I mean, unless you really hated Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, but even that does not justify it. There's just no movie bad enough that would yeah. make me hit Rick Moranis. But then, like Ghostbusters and Parenthood, those make up for the shitty for the shitty ones. You know what I mean? They would, Come even on. if that was your measurement, which it shouldn't be, because you just should leave people to fuck alone, regardless if their movies suck or not. It doesn't matter. But it, regardless yeah. of who they are, just leave fucking matter. people alone, man. Just two meters and fuck off. Yeah, that dude definitely broke the six foot quarantine distant rule thing. Fucking. He would have to. Rick Moranis is yep. only four foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's man. He's not fighting close. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck anyway. that guy. 
Hope but, he's okay. I'm sure he's okay. I've, I've always had this image he in my head that he's a secret statement. badass. Yeah. Yeah. He did come out with a statement earlier. I saw before we uh, started uh, started the show today and said he's fine. I mean, I'm sure you know a little bit of pain. You know that shit it hurts, especially at his age. That shit's gonna hurt. But yeah. uh, but he said he's fine. So thank God for that. Um, News uh, just in the um, the attacker has been shot. Oh, <laughs> well. No. I'm that's not, a I'm not saying that's a reasonable response. Yeah, you, you don't wish things around like it, to happen to people, but at the same time, it's like sometimes in certain cases, I'm not really going to be right. upset, you know. No. You shot Abraham Lincoln, you shot Kennedy, John and Lennon. you punched Rick Moranis. Just, those are all equal to me. Some people, man. Fucking New York City, dude. Uh, I don't mean that. Uh, I, I'm sure there are a lot of good people in New York City. Um, I'm sure there are. They just have that reputation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, now, are you? I've been rewatching Cobra Kai, dude. That was a oh, man. discussion today. Have you been watching that? Have you Wait, seen? It? What is this Cobra Kai? I, I haven't heard it mentioned once in in the whole time that. SEN or Cobra Kai has been a show, even Collider Live. And I couldn't watch it then. I didn't have the YouTube thing and I wasn't going to pay for that anytime soon. And it, it's on Netflix now. But Jesus Christ, I've got Cobra Kai like four times in my notes for today's show. It, <laughs> it came up multi multiple separate occasions. It just kept coming back. I mean, we're fighting tooth and nail to get to these other news stories. You know, poor Ben's resting away with everyone, trying to get the topics covered. And we <laughs> barely cover the topics, which is fine. It's not a movie news show, and I'm all about it. But on the other hand, is it a Cobra Kai show? Well, uh, but on the other, other hand, at least <laughs> they don't talk about Schmodown. What the, why would you talk yeah, about Schmodown on that you show? You can't talk about Schmodown. And you, you can't you can't say fuck more than three times unless you only talk about the Schmodown once, then you have to say two fucks, and then if you say the one fuck, you have to talk about the bachelor at least three times a week on every second Tuesday. Um Dude. I don't know, man. I wanna watch it. It's on my list. I'm going to watch it. I'm actually really looking forward to um I'm hoping that I can get my kid to watch the original karate kid movie yeah. with me. I'm that's going to be a tough sell, but I'm hoping we can at least watch the first one. And then either I will go into Cobra Kai alone, which is the most likely scenario, or maybe they they all want to watch it with me. And then we've got something new to watch, you know, but I really want to watch it. It looks great, but man, they're pushing Cobra Kai. And what's more, if I can just jump off my own point for a second, is Chris, they played a long clip from um one-on-one. The interview with the um the creators of Cobra Kai. Those again. And um and I get that Christian's pushing the show. It's a new show. He really wants you know, he's really proud of, you know, some of those interviews and they're great. You know, I watched a lot of the old Collider run of one on one and stuff like that. And he's really pushing the show, which is fine. But the first three episodes, three are about Cobra Kai. So, and he, he's already, they've already said it's well known that a lot of people just didn't get round to Cobra Kai because of the platform that it was on. 
Christian has acknowledged that on numerous occasions. And I know that it has just come to Netflix, but then maybe don't launch this new iteration of one-on-one with three weeks of Cobra Kai people. You know, that would have been my... Because I haven't watched one-on-one. I started to watch the first one, and within the first 10 minutes, it was spoiler alert for season two of Cobra Kai. So instantly I'm like, okay, I'll come back to these and watch one-on-one afterwards. I'll just watch next week's one-on-one. And then it was um, Paul Waterhauser, who I know has been in other stuff. But again, I'm assuming there's going to be spoilers this Cobra Kai because they was in the other interview. And in the third one to creators, so I'm assuming they go pretty deep on Cobra Kai in that one, as well as Back to the Future, which I love. And I love that whole conversation that comes from that because I'm a big Back to the Future guy and give me it. You know, as much as we say, don't touch these things that we like, you know, and try and bring them back. Back to the Future is one of the ones that could work. But I wish they would talk about Back to the Future as much as they talked about Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, but, but also when when Back to the Future has a bunch of has a new you know new story uh, show and stuff like that drop on Netflix, then they'll talk about it more. You know I'm what I mean? Sure they, I'm sure they will. I'm yeah, sure they yeah. will. But will just, they? Uh, because you know, you're right though. Uh, the, a lot of Cobra Kai to talk I, about Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's the Watchmen talk, Winston? What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Watchmen uh, talk, and yeah, I, you know, I'm extremely excited. Yeah, I, I, I was watching. I watched the first season when it was on YouTube, uh, so I was watching it as it was coming out, and I've been rewatching it over the last couple weeks. I watched yeah. Karate Kid one, two, and three, and then started with Cobra Kai again. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It It is as good as they say. I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of in that age group. I wasn't really Cobra Kai. Wasn't the the um, Cobra Kai Karate Kid was kind of like it was an old movie by the time I was a kid. You know, it wasn't one that I grew up with or anything like that. And one of the 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 things for me as a kid was, you know, this is this is realistic karate. This is what you do when you go, you know, as a kid to like kiddie karate lessons. Like I want. Where's the, the the crouching tiger shit? You know, I want that. So hearing that the um, Cobra Kai kind of is more action oriented in that way, that gets me even more excited about it. Because I don't have the attachment to the the slow wax on wax off stuff. You know, if it's called Karate Kid or Cobra Kai, I want some good fucking karate. And from what I understand, it delivers on that side of it. Yeah. So I'm pumped. You know, and plus Elizabeth Shue. Who is in the boys? Yeah. You know? Um. So, so so good in the boys, man. Yeah. She's yeah. great, especially in a few small appearances in um season two were particularly great. I won't say anything more than that in case people haven't watched it. But good stuff. Good they stuff. were great. Um. You know what I mean. <laughs> it took you a second to get there, didn't it? And then. You remember the I thing got it. I got it. Uh, to. Uh, anyway. but, uh, yeah, yeah. Moving on here real quick. Uh, all right. Now, we got the new Bond movie coming out, and there's always uh, someone does, like, the title song. Um, I'm not a fan of Billie Eilish, uh, although I will say um, that there are about two or three songs that she does on the Howard Stern show, and it's right. just her and the other and another guy with guitar and their acoustic style. 
yeah. I really, really enjoy the acoustic versions, but then like yeah. when I hear the the studio versions, I don't like yeah. all the stuff that's added. So I'm yeah, I enjoy like stuff style as far okay. as like she's got a great voice, a very unique yeah. voice. Um, but I watched the video for this song and listened to it. Um, have you had a chance um, to listen to it? No, haven't listened to the song. Um, I'm not really a fan of Eilish. I don't really know that. That's not really where my head's at musically. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with with her really. The, the, the small clips and bits that I've heard, you know, I get why she's popular. That I, The whole aesthetic is, is working nicely for her. And it was... It was such an obvious choice that she was, it just went without saying that I think that she was going to get the Bond song because she was popular when the movie was in production. It just, she just she blew up so quick in kind of a similar way to like what Adele did. Yeah. You know, it was just, oh yeah, of course, Billie Eilish is going to do the Bond song. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I'm not a fan of um, Craig as Bond either. So that's just the two. Yeah, me neither. So it's a bit KO for me. So um, yeah, this this one just not for me at all. Yeah, haven't well, heard the song. Won't watch the movie. I I love the concept of Bond, but yeah. for me, every movie, just every time a new one comes out, it's the same exact thing as the last time, but it's a better, more expensive car. Yeah. It's a longer, more intense chase scene. It's just longer and bigger and more expensive yeah. with the thing, and it just gets old. It's the same thing that they do with Tom Cruise movies and Fast and Furious movies. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm British, but Bond should be a little bit more than that. It can be yes. that as well, but it, um, it hasn't had that since Casino Royale, which I, I enjoyed. But Yeah. I mean, dude, that, they could, the, the, the Bond character and all that could, could do some really, really cool, straight up spy, undercover detective type shit that would be just. They yeah. could do really cool stuff with that character, I, other I've than just a hit through a bomb movie, ruin chicks. And, you know, come on. Yeah, I got a pitch. If, if if they're listening, they're not. But I have. There's a bomb movie that could revitalize the franchise and open up all kinds of new possibilities, as well as bringing the opportunity to introduce a future Bond. But that's a different show entirely. <laughs> Pitch it if you want. I'll hold on to it. All right. Cool, cool. But it's old man. All right, God. It's old man Bond. You bring John back Connery, Sean, right? You, that was my original idea, was to bring back Sean Connery for one more old man Bond adventure. But I think I think Connery's like 96 or something now. There's no way. He's up so, there. So the other alternative is... Um, Here's Brosnan with the beard and the grey hair. You're not a fan. You're more of a classic Bond guy. I get it. I can. I feel that already. That's cool. Maybe <laughs> Timothy Dalton, who I liked, but I know I'm in the minority there. Here's Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. Here's Brosnan. What was that? Um. What was that movie he was in on Netflix? It's like a gritty action thriller. Oh. Um, and he had the beard. Yeah, um, I saw the trailer, but I never saw the movie. But I know what you mean. He, yeah, he yeah. had that. He looked, yeah, menacing, kind of. Yeah. You do that version of Bond, old man, one last hurrah for, like, an old Bond, because they kind of been hinting, like, increasingly so, that Bond is the moniker more than it's just one person, right? So then you could do a movie with an old Bond 
use it as a backdoor pilot to introduce a new younger bond and it's a cool fun you know tied universe type thing that it just would be fun and new for the franchise but you know as long as billy eilish isn't singing that song <laughs> i don't mind cool. we're probably going to get henry cavill but i'm fine with that i, I, I don't know i don't know I don't know. I'm still on the, uh, on the Idris, uh, Idris Alba Alba boat. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's great. I think he's well too old for it now. Um, I'm, I'm, my other, um, my pick would be um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who I think just has a really smooth, you know, upstanding yet, you know, gritty undertone vibe to him. Um, I, I think Chiwetel Ejiofor is it, in the classic age range, I think he's like right on the cusp of being huge. Um, so I'd like to see him, but you know, wouldn't shake a stick at Elba either. Me and Kate, you know, not kicking Elba out of bed anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't. The, his age has been the only argument I've heard anyone bring up, and I still think I, it would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was just advocating for an older Bond, so I just. Can't say no. Yep, yep. Um, and, and we're just—I'm just going to bring this up real quick. We won't get into it, but they did have a guest on today, Tug Coker, uh, co-creator and actor on the show. Now we're talking, um, it, which is about two former pro quarterbacks who are rivals for post uh, post athletic careers in broadcasting in sports casting. And Bonnie yeah. Somerville is uh, cast as Tug's wife in that show. Uh, I'm definitely yeah. going to check it out. So I have not, I'd not heard of it until today, but. If it's on, um, if it's on a platform that I can access, then yeah, I'll, tr I'll give it a shot, but it, it's not gonna, it's very unlikely that I'm going to give it a go. I mean, I know Bonnie from friends and basically nothing else. So, you know. And it's yeah. not like she's a slowdown champion anytime soon. <laughs> you know, I'm not particularly Ooh. invested. You know, she's wearing that outfit again. Then who knows? Maybe I can be swayed Fruit. to watch it. Ow. You know, dressed like a baby bell, but that's fine. Yeah, so. yeah. I I like. Um, let's see, what was it? Sports night. I believe the name was Aaron Sorkin's first TV show. And I liked that a lot. And it was about a sports sports show, late night sports show and stuff like that. Um, so, but I love Aaron Sorkin. Uh, so yeah. that's why I'm like, well, I'll give this a try. I mean, he doesn't have anything to do with this, but it's in, no. you know, it's about sports, yeah. sports casting, but I'll, I'll let you guys know, you know what I think about it. So. Yeah, there was a, was it, um, was it this week? There was a stalking conversation, or last week, a stalking came up on um, SEN, and um, they was having a debate. I can't, what, it might have been, was it this project, or some, some project that he was developing? I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, not the biggest stalking fan. I'll leave it there, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing the, uh, the trial of Chicago 7. That's the one. I think we get Kate talking about him or something, yeah. you know, and how we kind of just stick to that political lane stuff. And, you know, the guy managed to make Mark Zuckerberg a likable movie character. So that actually got to count for something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I loved Molly's game. That movie was great. So yeah, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to it. Too, but yeah, I'm a big Sorkin fan. Um, I like the Social Network. It's, it's a decent yeah. movie. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen West Wing, and maybe that's more of a cultural thing that I find that difficult to. Right, I'm understandable. Two different countries with two different political systems. I mean, it'd be like if I were trying to watch the West Wing equivalent for the UK. Uh, it might be good and good acting, good writing, yeah. but I won't understand what they're talking about, and that's that kind of hinders the experience. Yeah, but then you guys are all about the Downton Abbey, so you know that seems to be quite a popular thing that comes up. But, I love the Crown. Yeah. I will say I love The Crown. That show is so fucking good. Never seen it. Never seen no interest. Nah, is that I'm assuming that's about the royal family. Uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah they, they're cool. like going all the way through time with her, with with uh, yeah. with her becoming queen and coming up to present day. And yeah. the third season about that's a that's going to be next is going to have Princess Die. So. Right, is that the one that um, they cast recently? Not the Kristen Stewart movie, but there's a actress who was on. She's got a funny surname, and I can't say it. Elizabeth Debicki, is it Elizabeth Debicki? Who is it? Um, hmm. Who who's playing Princess Di in some TV project? I can't remember. I'm not My sure. I'm not filling the names hmm. today. End of a long week. What can I say? What's next? Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is a little well, not really schmodown related, but it it would happen if it happens. It would happen when they go. I would assume for the live events for schmodowns. Um, but Christian asked the chat today if we would be interested in schmodown comedy tour. You know, with the likes, obviously, Alice yeah. Christian, probably get Roka, Brett, Kate, yeah. uh, uh, Knapsack, I'm sure, Makuga, maybe. Um, Roxy, do a Collider Live reunion. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Collider Live <laughs> reunion. Um, Sorry, I can't help uh, it. Roxy was on that one this week. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I got to say something, though, real quick, because we talked about the Karen thing last week or last Wednesday, and yeah. they were talking about what the male name equivalent is, and they said Chad. And I was like, instantly, I'm like, no, it's Thad. Thad is the male equivalent of the Karen, just because of his stupid little barging into Collider Live and bitching about the <laughs> F word, bitching about fucking suck my dick and suck my pussy. Those were not my quotes. Uh, those are from Roxy and Brett. Don't get mad at me. But, you know, yeah. so when they said I, Chad, I, I, I was like, no, it's sad. It's um, <laughs> Karen yeah, and Brad. I, I always imagined it was Brad. I always thought Brad was, like, a go-to name for a douche that they use in a lot of, like, teen comedies and stuff like that. It always seems like Brad. Um, but being over here in the UK, I don't meet a lot of... I don't think I've ever met a Chad. I've, I've met a couple of Brads, but, you know, so I'm not the best um, best one to, um, to decide if that's the appropriate name or not, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, See, like... something. don't have a lot of Liam's. I would imagine you guys have quite a few Liams and, and stuff yeah, like we, that. You don't yeah, have that's a fairly common name. So, is there a reason for that? Do you, you know anything about the history of the, the name Liam? But now that I you mention it, I'm thinking, no, you're right, we don't. 
or you don't. Yeah, I don't hear a lot of yeah. And it, any Liam that I can think of isn't American. So uh, maybe some. Yeah, I'm, I'm scanning my brain now, trying to think of any, and I can't think of you one. Know, I've got Liam Hemsworth, who's Australian, and Liam Neeson, who's um, Irish. That's all I got. Uh, here, keep us going for a second. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna actually Google this. How do we you spell? We don't even wow, have to. You don't even know how to spell it. Man, yeah. it's really uncommon, isn't it, for you guys? It's an L-I-A-M, which is weird now that I'm thinking about it. Not that I've ever sat there. I don't know that many Liams, really. Went to school with one. I don't know, known a couple. It's not like I'm overrun with Liams everywhere that I go. You know, um, not like Winston and his cinema movie-going friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, no Liams. Um, I just Googled here, and uh, I, I'm not sure when this is listed. Uh, I don't know. Probably 2012 is the the date, the most recent date I hear. But it, what it says is the question is how many Liams are there in the U.S. Records indicate that 99,414 boys in the United States have been named Liam since 1880. The greatest number of people were given this name in 2012 when 16,687 people in the U.S. were given the name Liam. That is a lot more than I ever would have imagined. Yeah, that's also around the time that Hunger Games come out. I, I would imagine a lot of those are, are Liam Hemsworth responsible in some indirect fashion. He probably brought it back. He brought it hey. back. Didn't know Liam needed to be brought back. Here he is. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day uh, as far as names and how like popular people and uh, I was listening to a sports talk show and they were talking about someone named, they brought up the name Peyton. And I was like, dude, Peyton Manning, when he was at his height, you know, of his football career, imagine how many people yeah. named their kids Peyton or how many kids have named their kids Thomas Brady and then whatever their last name is. So their kids yeah. are named Tom Brady and stuff it's, like that. There's a weird, like, sociological, like, psychosomatic element to that because you think, right? How many, you know, you're never going to meet a lot of jocks called, like, Egon, you know? Right. It just doesn't happen. And how many scientists are called, you know, like, Bruno or something? Like, it's got to be, I don't know, what's a manly name? You know, probably not a lot of Bretts that are right. Not having a shot at Brett, but, you know, it's just the kind of name. And I just think that's weird because, obviously, people, is, is there something inherent in just those names and the way that you kind of people treat you based on what your name is kind of influences how your personality develops it's a whole thing that i've thought about um i don't know somebody smarter than me who can think of a a better manly name than bruno um chuck is all i can think of there you go chuck's a good one chuck they made a whole show about Chuck and the whole joke was that he had smart stuff in his head and he wasn't normally a smart dude. So yeah, that kind of fits. Um, yeah. You know, never meet any, um, if I was going in for um, heart surgery, hopefully I never need heart surgery, but if I was having heart surgery and I found out that the surgeon's name was Chuck, I'd be slightly concerned. Due to, and that's a prejudice with no foundation whatsoever. Right, right. But I would want to meet Chuck before I let him do yeah. surgery on me. You know, if the surgery surgeon's name is Reginald, I'm probably not going to question it. 
Right. No, it, it's weird, but it makes perfect sense. It, Which I kind mean, of ties back into the Karen conversation, you know, <laughs> because now that Karen is an insult, anyone currently named Karen who's like an infant right now are going to grow up being treated like a Karen because they're called Karen and it's going to affect their personality, thereby creating more Karens. So we are our own worst enemy. By giving it a name, we have allowed it to thrive. Literally breeding Karens out the ass, dude. We're just, we're just literally just shitting Karens. I can't help it. When I sneeze, a couple more Karens come out. Yep, yep. Uh, and the, last the, gonna, <laughs> the last thing we're going to touch on, uh, the, Matthew Reed did a remix of No Rhyme, No Reason. Rip, rip, Matthew Reed. Yes. Yes. Dude, that was awesome. I loved it. I yeah. loved it so much. Um, it was pretty great. Um, was that a new one that he'd done, or was that just one that we hadn't? He had just did that yesterday. He'd just done it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, other than the swag song, which is in a completely, that's a God tier, um, yeah. Matthew Reed track. Um, I was thinking about this earlier because I was writing that only in my notes. I was thinking, what is the best one? And not the the um the airline the Riley airline this track from Collider Live, um and I've got that in my notes to go and listen to that. I think that's on there on his um, YouTube channel. It's just Matthew Reed. If anyone wants to subscribe to him, give him the extra number because that man's a genius. Yeah, he is. Um, it's so good. He has to be nice. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got Ben Goddard saying, well, I'm not really a fan of the Bagel Boy lyrics. Of course you're not a fan of the Bagel Boy lyrics. We, <laughs> we, we, um, you know, that's not your favourite song. Never going to be. And it's fine. Didn't need right. to specify. Of course you prefer the other one. Yep. You know. Yep. And that's yeah. Fine. There, there are a lot of talented uh, people, not just musicians in the community, but... Uh, yeah. animate, people animate people who do graphics editors sound uh-huh. it's it's amazing uh it's I'm amazing a huge fan of um bob raymond who did the um the inner geekdom he's done a bunch of stuff for um sen he did the um the um the, the winston superhero for the inner geekdom show that, oh, that's awesome. i love i love his style that's fantastic oh, um, yeah. Yeah, there's so many great people in this community. People who run shows and send links and all different kinds of stuff that is useful. Yeah. You know, if there's any um, people who watch SCN or this show that do heart surgery, hit me up. You never know. Yep. Yep. Just unless your name is Bruno, then just. Don't. No, Bruno. I will die on the slab before yeah. I let a man called Bruno open me up. Yeah. All Reginald. Hell yeah, man! Uh, and, and that, guys, that uh, that'll do it for this for this uh, this episode. Wrapping up the week of SEN Live stuff. Uh, yeah. Dean, uh, again, welcome to the show. This is going to be a great. Thanks for having me, it's been uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you out on the Twitter? I'm at Twitter on Dean Lewis twenty ninety nine. That's two o nine nine. The numbers. It's not that hard. I'm just trying to come up with reasons that nobody follows me on Twitter. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. But that's me. Yeah, that'll that about you. Um, if you want to follow uh, myself, you can do so as you. 
seat down there at J Wade eleven thirty four. That's a letter J W A D E one one three four on the Twitter. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I don't ever Hit post it. anything other than just show stuff. I'm not a personal type of person on the social media. Um, but uh, also follow Merc with a movie blog on Twitter at movie blog Merc. Uh, there, there's written content guys. Uh, Josh just put out an article today. I can't damn it. If I can't remember the title of it, what it's about, but I, I know he just put one out on his website today. Merc with the movie blog.com. Uh, and also not just this channel on YouTube, but Merc with the movie blog channel on YouTube. That's where you'll find the Mandalorian review show. The, the go get that rose that I'll, that, that I'm on also, uh, there's other shows over there too. We're starting up a couple, a couple new shows here. Uh, so check all that stuff out guys. Uh, Merc with the movie blog feed on all your podcasting networks, um, and, uh, or you can just go to Anchor, uh, is what I'm told. Anchor makes it easier. I'm not a tech guy. I don't know. I just sit here and fucking, I do what I know how to do and I talk. Um, exactly. Um, but, uh, but that's going to do it for us this week, guys. And, uh, we will be back next Wednesday. Next uh, week. Episode. And remember, waterboarding's okay. Only, only survive. Yes. Very wise words. And, uh, and with that, guys, everyone have a great, Great weekend, and we will see you next Wednesday. We're out. out.